Good evening, folks, and welcome to Gouda on Gouda. This is episode number 31. 31 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of cheese. Will we ever run out of cheese? I don't know. Maybe. But then we'll just rehash old cheeses and see if our opinions match up from the originals. With me, as always, is Jerome. Jerome Ralston, welcome. Good evening. Good evening, Bob. And uh, and we've got... Uh, Jerome brought the cheeses tonight. Jerome knows knows what I like. This is uh, one of these is a takeoff of one of my favorites. Uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us what you got for us tonight? I actually forgot that you like this, so mm. maybe you're giving me a little too much credit. Uh, we've got some Car Valley cheese, uh, which seems kind of relevant, that, but that's the company name. Garlic bread cheese, and I hasten to note that this is garlic. Bread cheese, not cheese made from garlic bread. Correct. This is bread cheese with garlic in. Uh, and it looks very pretty. It looks like it's already been cooked a little bit. It's got a nice browning around the edges. Yeah. It's got kind of a firm demeanor the, to it. The, uh, <clears throat> the scientific name for bread cheese is unpronounceable. Well, for those who don't know what bread cheese is, since you are an enthusiast, perhaps you should... Uh, it basically looks like... A Pizza Hut pan pizza. You know, it's it's got little, well, yeah, it looked browned marks like it was baked on the top. And I love that. Looks like it came through a hot rolling mill. It is also called squeaky cheese because it makes a squeaking noise on your teeth. It is also versatile in a way that uh, a lot of cheeses are not. Because you can take this cheese and you can just fry it in a pan. It will not lose form. It will not melt. It will just fry up like any other substance you put into a pan. And it has a high enough oil content that it is kind of self-oiling. So I've just got a stainless steel pan on the stove. And I'm just going to lop off a few hunks of this to put into the pan. I feel like we should try it straight first. Uh, We can try it straight. Let me uh, just... uh, Cube this. Well, I'm not gonna cube it because we have we have some marinara to dip it in. Which uh, it's funny when the knife goes through it, you can almost kind of feel the squeak. You can feel the squeak. You can feel the squeak. Can't just hear it. You can feel the squeak. It's a uh, it's a very rubbery, interesting sort of consistency. This cheese. We had straight bread cheese a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and this I, is. I remember you were a little more enthused about it than I was. I love it. I didn't remember it as being all that interesting. It's such an interesting, snacky cheese. You know, it doesn't lose its shape. You can just eat it like it's a like it's a pretzel. You just have a bag of bread cheese cubes and just Well this has been this has been out of the fridge for probably two hours now. Okay. And it's still the same size and when I put it down on the cutting board it made a fairly satisfying thunk. Um, I like uh all manner of breakfast foods with bread cheese because one of the, the serving suggestions for it is to drizzle honey on it and fry it up in a pan. You do have a very large jar of honey here. I do. Well, much to uh, bring us to the next cheese and we'll... Uh... The next cheese already has honey. It yeah. is simply named Capra with Honey, which Capra. means goat with honey, although this is a goat cheese rather than a some sort of quadruped. Um, it looks like a fresh goat cheese without a lot of aging. It's a pale white and is not quite as cohesive as the bread cheese. And consistency-wise, it looks like I could smash it with my fist and it would just go everywhere. 
Yes, it would get. I'm not going to do that. in the marinara. And not going to do that on the mic. And we figure uh, we'll we'll take a little of this and smear it right onto the garlic bread cheese that we're going to throw into the pan. Which uh, I'm actually going to throw into the pan right now. Well, let's try these before we try it straight oh, because okay. I don't know how long it's going to take in the pan. Uh, <clears throat> you're be loading that pan up. Yeah, why not? Well, we gotta make up a little plate of snacks to dip in the marinara. Yes. I don't remember this as taking all that long to cook. I should mention that the instructions uh, indicate that you can also microwave for 30 seconds on high, but uh, yeah. while there is a mi we'll microwave in the corner of the Gouda kitchen here, Bob Gouda looks askance at doing things improperly. Yeah, microwaves are not for cooking. Microwaves are for simply applying heat. Well, this smells like garlic. It does smell heavenly like garlic. Everything with garlic is better. So this should be better than the straight non-garlic bread cheese. Do you know any Italians? Are people of Italian heritage? I, I might know one or two. Your, your, your enormous in-law family? Yeah. No, this is oil. This is getting oil on my fingers. Oh yeah. It's self-oiling. The consistency is almost not what you think it would be. It crumbles, almost. It's saltier than I remember. Very salty. And it's squeaking so much that I'm worried about my dentition. I'm worried yeah. I'm losing. You would think by the way it cuts and by the way it kind of handles that it would be just a rubbery kind of cheese, but when you bite into it, it just kind of it just kind of crumbles apart. It does. This is saltier than I remember. And I think I like this with the garlic better than without. Although that's a fair statement about most sort most sorts of foods. In the pan, I'm just going to say, maybe not self-oiling enough for the stainless oh, steel Got pan. some olive oil on the uh, stainless well. steel pan. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, apply a little, little, uh, heat, a little heat leveling. Yeah, exactly. Well, while you do that, it's I'm going to have another piece of this. Yeah. Feel free to wax poetic about it. Well. If there's anything poetic to say about it. I don't know. I when I got this, I figured this was going to be kind of a, a comfort cheese. It's not, I think so. You know, it's it's Easter weekend. It's Good Friday, and uh, it's raining out. People are all kind of getting ready for the weekend. You know, you got those last last day before uh, going to be dealing with family or cooking up stuff or what have you. <clears throat> I figured something fairly uh, fairly quiet and quotidian might be in order. How do you rank the traditional meals of the high holidays? Ooh. I like Christmas. Yeah. But that is because of Christmas breakfast. Yeah. Because my mother, using a recipe handed down from my father's family, makes a toutecare, I think mm -hmm. it is, a French-Canadian meat pie sure. that is one of the best things I eat ever. Serve maple syrup hot, and oh. it is breakfast, lunch, maple dinner, syrup. and dessert all in one. Pie. Oh gosh, yeah. Hmm. Think like you know that you know you put a little bit of syrup on bacon. Sure. There's like breaded pork inside. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. I can see that. Um, I rank uh, I rank Thanksgiving very high, but I think in terms of just kind of you know the the emotional element of it, I think uh, I'm gonna say Memorial Day. Because Memorial Day is, uh, I mean, you, you cook out before Memorial Day, because Memorial Day comes fairly late, but Memorial Day is kind of the kickoff to outside cooking season, and I always, uh, I always think a meal cooked outside is more enjoyable than a meal cooked inside. However, um, 
Easter does have the kielbasa factor. This is, that's the reason I bring it up is because I don't really rank Easter's dinner that highly. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of... You know, it's Lent. You're denying yourself meat and stuff like that. There's a lot of meatless dinners to it. Um, though we did have fish fry today, and fish fry is just fantastic. Um, yeah, Easter's, Easter you get meat. Easter Easter's you get ham. ham, yeah. But ham always seems like it's going to be better than it is, and then you eat it, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, See, I, I am of the opinion that ham is in part differentiated by the mustard. I also rank Christmas very highly as well, because the Christmas dinner that we have is uh, my brother-in-law... Uh, he helms it, and he is, um, he's a caterer at heart. <laughs> you know, he's, um, it's, it's not the, the work that he's followed in life, but he's a caterer at heart. So he likes like, producing large amounts of, uh, of meal. Likes feeding a lot of people? And, oh, it's just, it's two different kinds of tenderloins, it's stuffed shells, it's lasagna, it's, it's everything. And I always really appreciate that. Um... Anyway, not to veer too far off course, the cheese is in the pan and it's probably ready to eat, but let's give this copper a chance here. Alright, um, it is, I believe, sticky. Sticky? Well, the wrapper was sticky. I wonder if it tastes like piss sauté. Well, we will it depends on how much honey they've got in here. Does not smell like honey? Does it not smell like, like anything. Does it? Well, I'm getting garlic, but that's for my breath at this yeah. point. Yeah. No, it smells like a goat cheese. There's that little bit of farmy note to it. Mmm. Very creamy. Yeah, this is like falling off. We're eating this with spoons rather than mm. knives in anticipation of its creaminess. <clears throat> I can definitely get the honey. Oh yeah, that's right there. Yeah, that is that honey is that's the first thing you taste. Um, the creaminess is it's uh it's good, it's simple. My my food adjectives aren't great all the time, but it's got the kind of you know intense creaminess that you would describe like a, a gelato with. You know, it's. Yep. It really coats the palate. And that's very pleasing. They did not stint on the honey. No, they did not. And it go, that goes well with the uh, the tang of goat cheese, fresh goat cheese. <coughs> yeah. I, I think that. Uh, I think this is almost a dessert. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? More inconsistency than taste is that manure stuff. We used to, we got one, once or twice a couple years ago. It was like a big white cylinder of a, of a soft white cheese. You say it tasted like manure. No, it was M A N O U R I. Oh, manori. I don't know how to pronounce okay. it. Okay, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, it was really good. We'll have to get that. Um, I I have the honey out. I see no reason to add the honey to this. I concur. But I will tell you, the first thing that I thought of when I tasted this, in terms of applications, and this kind of. You know, this is kind of, um, you know, I don't know how much, you know, you'd want to mess with the traditional cannoli, but I Ooh. think this would make a direct replacement for the uh, the ricotta or the mascarpone cheese that you would normally stuff into a cannoli. This would be fantastic in a cannoli. Oh. It would be an expensive bunch of cannolis. How expensive was this? Um, this is 13 bucks a pound. No, but if I mean that, if you stuffed three cannolis with the size of that, you know, you'd probably be... Lucky, and they'd be rich, but well, um, in. I I think this would make a terrific cannoli cheese, or really any kind of dessert because just eating it on its own, I think it almost qualifies as a dessert. I'm gonna pull this cheese out of the pan real quick. All right, yeah, I uh, I didn't actually think I was gonna like this all that much, but the simplicity of the uh, the goatee tang and the sweetness of the honey 
Do Does it. it almost remind you of yogurt? Um, I don't actually like sweet yogurt. Oh, really? No. So, and no, it doesn't, because it's got maybe like a really active yogurt culture. You know, one that was like beating on the underside of the lid trying to get out. Yeah. You know, would have this kind of tang. It had dreams. But, uh, no, no, it's a goat cheese. I've been, um, th- I've been thinking we should do some, uh, we should do some, like, flavored goat cheese comparisons. You can get all those little logs of goat cheese that have all kinds of stuff on them. Yeah, what's your pitch? Um, Chevra. Yeah. Because they, one of the... We've had a few of them before. The last one we had was, I think, a cranberry and, um, cranberry and something or other? I don't think we had cranberries on that. I might still have it in here. Laura something. Oh. Laura Chanavra. Oh, no, that was a grapefruit stuff. Grapefruit. Yeah. No, that was good. I, I got that's not because we had a month where we ate nothing but cranberry cheese. That's not strictly... <clears throat> so... All right. Normally... The bread cheese looks about the same. Yeah, it doesn't really change much in appearance. I wonder how they get the browning on the top. They just maybe throw it I, under a broiler? I think they do put this through, like, yeah. some sort of rolling mill. Yeah. So we're just going to dip, you know, hunks of this because it holds its shape very well into some uh, warm marinara. This is properly pizza sauce. And that, right there, is, uh, that's just delicious. Um, This this is... This squeaks even when I move it across the top of my palate. It doesn't need my teeth going through it. This is touching a part of my my memory that is very comforting for me. When I was a kid, yeah, <clears throat> maybe it's a little lame to be this into a chain restaurant's pizza, but Amen. it was always a special occasion when we would get a Pizza Hut pan pizza because I was the only one in my family who liked Pizza Hut pan pizza. Everybody thought it was too greasy, had too much cheese, um... You know, and it was too expensive because, you know, it was a chain place and there was like half a dozen, you know, local places that were selling pizza for cheaper. But this reminds me of that that uh, pan pizza because Pizza Hut would spray oil over the top of their pizza before they, before they baked it. And it would give this kind of browning like you see on this cheese. And dipping this in marinara is like eating that pan pizza. This firms and, up uh, the texture of it a bit. It gives it a little bit more... Yeah. It's odd to say, but it gives it a little bit of an internal crispiness, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think um, this is definitely better cooked. This is a, I, this is one of my favorite cheeses because it's so it's so snacky. You know, it it hits all of the notes for for mouthfeel oh, and flavor because it's salty. It's a snacky, salty kind of I don't want to say sleazy. No, but it's kind of it's it's cheese that makes you think of like you know a greasy piece of pizza, not even a greasy piece of pizza, just a piece of pizza with a good amount of cheese on it. Yeah, I mean you do um, need to put oil down. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't characterize it as greasy. I characterize it as oily, but that's because it's oily. It's but I, I put olive some oil olive oil on it now. But um, this is like this is like bar food without yeah. the sawdust and smell exactly. of spilled beer. Exactly. It's. It's bar snack cheese. But it's it's cleaner than like what you think. It's not like dive yeah. bar. I like this better than, for example, mozzarella sticks, which are kind of similar, yeah. but I like the fact that this is just cheese without all the like the fry waste on the outside. And the fact that it holds its form 
is that it makes it you can eat it as just a finger food. Like, I mean, you can eat most cheese as a finger food, but... This, not, the, uh, not this goat cheese. Yeah. This you can eat this up. Fingers. Yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, I mean, you could probably eat this goat cheese with your hands, but it wouldn't be very graceful. Um, because I like the flavors of honey and garlic, I'm going to dip this garlic bread cheese into a little bit of honey. I'm going to put works. some of this copra with honey on the cheese, thus making a cheese on cheese. It's not gouda on gouda, but it's copra on bread cheese. So what you're saying is, isn't as catchy. We've put honey into the cheese, and then we put the cheese on the cheese. All right, switch it up. Now you try the. I will admit, I like marinara a lot. So oh, who doesn't? Mean, people who are wrong. I'm one of those exactly. people that wants double the load of sauce on my pizza. I see that. Which is odd because I like cheese a great deal, but if I want pizza, I want like. I want a serious tomato sweetness to it. That garlic bread cheese just straight up dipped in honey. That's something special. That's good. Try that. I will. Um, with the cabra. It takes a second. It takes a second, but I think it takes away from the cabra. Like, the cabra is so smooth and creamy that you kind of want to experience it just on its own. Just to... To get the full kind of uh, roundness roundness of it, rather than using it as a condiment for a different cheese, you know. Sure. Um, I kind of wanted to do that just so I could put cheese on cheese. Absolutely, cheese on cheese. Hey, all right. This is the last one here. Is this any particular fancy honey, or is it no, just clover? Honey? It is the opposite of fancy honey. It's Members Mark. I don't know what that's the. That's the Sam's Club Walmart ah. brand. <clears throat> We, I'm uh, not a member. We use a lot of honey, so if we used fancy honey, we would be uh, we'd be in the poorhouse with that honey. Honey's great. We do have a friend who uh, infused honey. As yes. The, uh, yeah. Gift for the wedding. She was on this. Uh, she was on this very show, Miss uh, Colette uh, Saint uh, Andre. Um, we. Uh, I don't remember if you were here for that. Really Afterwards, sweet. we had a uh, we had a craft night where we actually infused some honey here. I was not there for that. No. It was uh, very good. We what was did. the spice you used? Uh, she used what? cardamom and vanilla. It wasn't vanilla cilantro, bean. was it? No. <laughs> Me, I zested up an orange, a little bit of cinnamon, and I infused uh, some orange cinnamon honey. Maybe we should infuse some cheese. And uh, you can. Yancey's does it. I ate it. Big chunk of that Yancey's strawberry today. I did not see what you see in that. Um, it worked well on a bagel. Because it was kind of a sweet, kind of almost like a fruit cream cheese. Okay. But, you know, I would rather just have a... I would have rather had this goat cheese on a hunk of bagel. And since I have a hunk of bagel, I'm going to do that. Well, let's talk about cheese a little bit more. Here. Yeah, absolutely. So, what is the baking... I guess you're not really baking it. You're putting it in a pan. You're grilling it or sautéing of it. What does that do to it? Makes it a little firmer. Makes it a little firmer. I think it draws out some of the oil. And I think it sort of um, moves around the salt in it because, you know, um, I don't know how science works, but it seems like it drew some of the saltiness out of it. The saltiness hits earlier. Yeah, because it's, I think it's more mobile because it's been rendered into the, the oily kind of uh, oiliness. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to say. Oily suspension. Yeah. The you know, it's uh I like it better grilled 
because it becomes way less crumbly. Yes. It's more and, cohesive. Yeah. It's one of those foods that just tastes better hot. Mm-hmm. Even though... Yeah, it's like eating cold pizza or hot pizza. Some people like cold pizza. And I do too, but I prefer it warm. Yes. Um, now, what about this goat? What do you... I mean, it's good. It's I'm really telling you. Sim- both of these are sort of testaments to simplicity. As soon as health. Cheese Louise gets back, I'm going to have her try both of these. Um, I think she's really going to like this goat cheese, even though she doesn't typically go for the goat cheeses. No, she doesn't. But that honey... Well, you guys I would use- smear this on anything that I would use cream cheese on, because it beats cream cheese. <laughs> You know? I would say thin crackers. Thin crackers. I want a little bit of crunch underneath. Thin, this. unflavored, and unsalted yes. crackers. I want a little bit of crunch to add to contrast, but I don't want any different taste. Yeah, I don't want anything competing with that honey flavor. Um, so maybe some, uh, you know, dry English digestive biscuits. You know, blander no jammy Dodgers. We're not talking jammy. Do- I'd smear it on a jammy Dodger. I'd smear this cheese on anything. Well, but. Um, you know what I think? Uh, let me taste it again and see if I'm correct here. These are both sort of testimony to how two simple flavors go well together. Yeah. In the case of the goat cheese, it's, well, the goat cheese and the honey. And the other one is uh, the bread cheese is... Salt sort of, and cheese. Salt and, well, I was going to say marinara, but yeah. again, as, yeah, as noted, I'm a sucker for. I, uh, this is kind of refreshing. I actually was a little bit worried that neither of these was going to be all that interesting. And yeah, you were a little underwhelmed by the vanilla brand, not not vanilla, but the the unflavored uh, bread, cheese. bread cheese, which I understand, uh, and the garlic really does add a, a crucial thing to it. Um, you could probably use the regular un, unflavored bread cheese for just about anything, though as far as like, you know, combinations with sweet and savory dishes, I think this garlic bread cheese would be sort of limited to... Um, the few sweets that go well with savory, that being honey. Um, I'm not going to put jam on this garlic bread cheese. Really? That's one of the suggested things, fancy preserves. For the, well, but for the unflavored one, Mm. I can't imagine that, you know, some nice sweet raspberry jam would really taste great with the garlic. Fair. And the garlic flavor is very pronounced in this. I actually Um, want it to be a little stronger, but... Uh, it's that's it's not thing. bad. Yeah, it's fairly present, but yeah. I am I like the stronger flavors. What I'm saying is, garlic bread cheese is best bread cheese. This beats the un, un gar, the non garlic hands. Down. How about garlic knot cheese? I want to make garlic knots just out of this. Oh my god! That is a suggestion from one Rochelle. Really? Yes. She's into the bread cheese. No. I don't think so. No. But the suggestion was actually a joke because I was, what I was thinking of bringing on, but which, much to my relief, I could not find, was an Eastern European Easter, quote, cheese, end quote, called prodka, or something along those lines, which Sounds is... punishing. Yeah, it has no... Um, it's one of those things, it's like egg and milk and salt, and that's about it. Yeah. Technically not cheese because it doesn't have any rennet cultures in it. So it's not cheese. So it was pointed out to me that I'm bringing garlic... And not cheese, but as it happens, cheese. Eastern European food is an interesting food. It's there is one Eastern European food I like, and that's kielbasa. I grew up eating a lot of Polish food, and I've talked about this before on here, but it's just so much boiled cabbage and so much, so much boiling and so much, you know, duck's blood soup. Sounds English. Borscht. 
Ugh. It's just exhausting and greasy, and I... What, what it's born of, though, is is making do with the environmental and agricultural and, you know, socioeconomic factors at hand. And it's like, you know, everybody, uh, everybody's got a pot and some water to boil in it, so you get a lot of boiled food, you know? You go over to, like, uh, you go over to France, and eh, maybe it's a little fancier. I know nothing about European culture or anything, but... I've always just found that Eastern like, European uh, food is, it's a tough nut to crack for me. You know a little bit about uh, European cheese cultures at this point. Sure. Having ingested possibly your body mass in them at this point. We should have really been keeping track all this time of... Um, Wait, how no. many pounds of cheese we eat? That would be How much of me too. is cheese by <laughs> Our cholesterol levels. No, um, just a map of the world, check off ones that we've had cheese from. Okay. Because I, I think, think that would get problem. really challenging after about two or three dozen countries. I would think it'd be challenging after a dozen. Probably, yeah. Because where are you going to find some Estonian cheese or Albanian cheese? Estonia. Or, we'll have to fly there. Or the further east you go. Oh, my God. Well, they stopped Asia's, dairy. Yeah, the Asia's not they really stopped, a cheese place. They stopped dairy after, after you're a baby. Um, I can't fathom that. I should also mention about this garlic bread cheese. This stuff is 12 bucks a pound. Now, admittedly, we've gone through this fairly sizable block. It's a fast eat. Yeah, it is. We got this more than half a pound, and we're two-thirds through it, so... Um, I'm going to I'm going to pan up the rest of this after we're done recording. And I'm going to cheese, help you eat that. Cheese Louise has got to taste this. Um, oh. we'll, we'll have to scrape up what's, <laughs> what's remains of the uh, copra, um, because she's going to need to taste that, too. I think she's going to like both of these. Uh, yeah, maybe not the garlic bread cheese as much because she's not as into the salt, but she'll still like it because it tastes because garlic. garlic. Garlic makes everything better. If you don't like garlic, I feel so bad for you. Um, it's it's just a magical thing. Magical allium. <sighs> it is. It goes with everything. Well, no, it doesn't go with everything. Anyway, what uh, what are we thinking for next week? Well, Do we have a prediction? Do we have something we'd like to shoot for? Uh, I saw a couple things at Premiere that kind of grabbed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is named Jay, so I figured it'd probably be worth getting for if Jay is here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Jay had to work tonight. The, the lack of Jay can be deafening. But, uh, hey, you know, he, get, he can be here when he can be here. So we, When he uh, can, he'll have cheese. I don't know. I think we should... Uh, yeah, we'll kick maybe it. Around. Maybe I'll hit it up. We'll kick it around. We'll see what we can do. Before. We'll try to come up with a nice array for next week uh, to match the overall success of this one, because uh, these are two fine examples Cheap here. And simple. I really enjoyed them. So that's episode thirty-one of Gouda on Gouda, and uh, and we hope that uh, you know by the time this episode actually makes it onto the internet for consumption. It's not going to be Easter anymore. It's probably going to be early summer. So, you know, when you listen to this, think back to your Easter. And uh, I hope that when you think back to Easter, you find yourself in the company of food-bearing family and friends and uh, and uh, good times all around. So we wish you the joy of the cheese, folks. Good night.